Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about Moses, Martin, and the Messiah. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. Today is the 16th of January, 2023. It is also Martin Luther King Jr. Day for those of you who live in America. And this year I am actually able to have that day off as are my children, which is kind of shocking because I know in years past they have not had that day off. However, I'm very glad they do. We'll probably watch some uh, documentaries about freedom and the tour portion for this week is called Vaira, which means to appear, to see, to look at, to consider, to experience, and to understand. I absolutely love this particular tour portion simply because my family and I love the movie The Prince of Egypt, and one of the songs is actually called Vaira, and there's it's beautiful. It has little children singing and Anyways, you should enjoy it with your family. However, the Torah portion is chapter 6, verses 2 to chapter 9, verse 35. And then you go to the half Torah portion, which is Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 25, to chapter 29 to 21. And then the Brit Hadashah, don't see it very often, but it's actually Revelation chapter 16, 1 through 21. These all tie together beautifully. This is the where I got the tour portion is actually from my Tree of Life version app because I got lazy and didn't want to go all the way to my living room for my bedroom to write it down based off of what our congregation does uh, have it as. I don't know if that's actually what it's going to be for my congregation, but for the Tree of Life version, these are the this is the tour portion that it has for it now. My title is Moses, Martin, and the Messiah, and I think you can kind of see where I'm going with this. It really correlates very well with the Torah portion this particular week. You're talking about the first few plagues that Adonai has decided to place upon Egypt because Pharaoh uh, is refusing to let the Israelites go and worship him three days away from Egypt, and... It's very interesting to read about. And then you have Ezekiel, who's also talking about the desolation that Adonai is going to place upon Egypt. And then Revelation is talking about the different bowls that he has these angels pour out on the earth, which happen to be very similar, if not exact, to what he did in Exodus. And... I know I talked about how I went to, I I was planning on going to the, actually I was at, I should say, the rabbi's conference last week. Sorry about that. And I was planning on coming back and talking to you about that a little bit, or maybe some things I learned. And I do plan on doing that, but I was funny. I was sleep, (laughs) I went to sleep the other night and I had a fantastic, like the Lord just placed uh, a title in my head and I was like, oh, that's really great. I'm going to remember this when I wake up. I woke up and I did not remember what the title was, what it was the Lord wanted me to do. So this is a good reminder for me and maybe even for you that, you know, when the Lord places something on your heart to do it right then in the moment, not when you feel like doing it because it should be out of nice timing and not our own. 
that being said, I was, my daughter came in, she just gone off her ship at work and my husband, we're all in my room and my husband and I were reading the tour portion and my daughter wanted to speak. And so we were talking to her a little bit and she's like, do you even know what you're doing for your podcast? And I said, I did, but I lost it. And she's like, you should do it on racism. And I'm like, well, that's not a touchy subject at all. So I was like, how exactly should I go about that? Uh, being a white female and I think the reality is, is we get under this stereotype, at least in America, where racism can only happen to those who are of African-American descent. And I'm one of those crazy people who do not necessarily agree with that statement. Not even necessarily. I don't agree with that statement, period. And I know it's a very bold statement to make, but here is the deal. You're reading Exodus and you're you're reading about the, the Jewish people and how they're crying out to the Lord for 400 years. They're being persecuted and the Lord finally has had enough on behalf of his people and decides to intercede. Now, I don't know about you, but I think what you can call Pharaoh doing to the Jewish people would constitute a form of racism. Now you can say, okay, Erica, but they're not necessarily it doesn't mean that they're not black or, you know, African-American or whatever. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But this is the thing. No matter what color of skin you are, unfortunately, there will always be some form of racism in the world until Yeshua comes back and fixes it. It's that simple. And... I'm not condoning it. I do not think it's a good thing. I myself have experienced racism. And I'm sure there's some scoffing and saying, how in the world have you experienced racism? It's very simple. When my husband and I were deployed in Hawaii, the it's so sad. The minority is actually the Hawaiian people themselves. There's only 5% of Hawaiian people who actually live in Hawaii. And the majority is uh, of Asian descent. And white people are actually also the minority. In fact, they typically assume that you are a tourist, even if you live there. Not always, but typically. And there were some times where I did actually have to deal with people not treating me well. We'll, we'll call it that. And for those of you who, you know, like me to go back to my roots with like, you know, what does racism mean? It, it is a belief that groups of humans possess different behavioral traits corresponding to inherited attributes and can be divided based on the superiority of one race over another. So it's not just for those of African-American descent. Um, it is for everyone. And quite frankly, you know, the Jewish people have dealt with a lot of racism and, you know, today we call it anti-Semitism. It's like they have their own little slot for it, but they've dealt with a lot of it throughout the history of the world. And I think that the story of ex the Exodus and Moses is a really good example. And there is a correlation, just like there is a correlation with the Torah portion this week. There is a correlation between Moses, Martin Luther King Jr. and our Messiah, Yeshua. Moses was a leader of his people. He was called by Adonai to lead his people out of bondage and into freedom to the promised land that he promised for them. 
Martin Luther King Jr. was a civil rights leader. And he was not one who actually jumped into the fight, you know, head first. He was asked to do so and did so kind of, you know, I'm not really sure, you know, if, if this is quite the right time, but he did actually, he was unsure about the timing, but he was willing to do what he felt God had called him to do. And I actually found this thing, uh, cause we were trying to find out if, if Martin Luther King Jr. actually knew Rosa Parks and it turns out they actually did know each other. Um, <clears throat> they were both part of the, uh, Montgomery Improvement Association, the MIA that, uh, protested, you know, the bus, uh, situation in Montgomery. And I'm going to read you a little something I found from the bill of rights Institute.org. And it's talking about, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. King had returned to the deep South with his new bride, Coretta Scott, a college educated rural Alabama native on the night of December 5th, 1955, the 26 year old pastor presided over the first MIA mass meeting in a supercharged atmosphere of black spirituality. Participants felt the Holy Spirit was alive that night with a palpable power that transfixed. When King rose to speak, unscripted words burst out of him, a Lincoln-like synthesis of the rational and emotional, the secular and sacred. The congregants must protest, he said, because both their divinity and their democracy required it. They would be honored by future generations for their moral courage, just like Moses was as well. He was a leader of his people. And the same is true for Martin Luther King Jr. And the same is true for Yeshua HaMashiach. He is a leader of his people. He is our savior. He is so much more than either one of them. And, and I know there are a lot of people out there who are saying, you know, I don't think that we should be glorifying these men. You know, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. has his own day and he was an adulterer. He cheated on his wife. I don't know why we're glorifying him. Here's the deal. Just because you've done bad in your life does not mean it outweighs all the good that you've done. Adonai uses broken people. It's that simple. Moses was a murderer. Okay. Martin Luther King Jr. was a, an adulterer and Yeshua was perfect because he is God. So that, I guess, is where the similarities start. However, they chose to do what was right and what Adonai had called them in their lives, no matter what the circumstances were, even unto death. And I think that's something we should remember. Now, I want to make sure that I'm giving credit where credit is due. Because my daughter, Harmony, wanted to make sure that you knew that this was her idea, my husband's idea as well. But she actually wanted to write some things down so I could talk about it on my podcast. And honestly, I'm happy and proud to do so. And I'm going to read this right to you verbatim. Everything that she wrote was beautiful. Her and my other daughter, Melody, are fantastic, phenomenal writers. They just are. Even though that might not be what they want to do in their lives, they're really good at it. So this is what my daughter write, cor wrote. Correlations between Moses and Martin and Messiah. Moses led his people out of slavery through God-given inspiration. He and his people walked out of Egypt after continued controversy with the established government and the people of Egypt. Martin Luther King Jr., with help from other leaders, led marches, protests, etc. 
Martin Luther King famously gave his dream speech, among others, all were inspired by his connection to God and the hope for peace and hope for the next generation. Messiah Yeshua gave a sermon on the mount, a on a boat, towns, etc. He and his disciples walked through various regions to spread healing and hope, particularly in children, also known as the next generation. Moses had Miriam and Aaron to guide him. Martin Luther King had Bayard Rustin, Ella Baker, Hosea Williams, etc. Messiah had numerous followers, most notably his 12 disciples. Now, I don't know about you, maybe I'm just being a mom, but I'm blown away by what she wrote here. It's, you know, it's, it's moments like these where I think I might not have done a terrible job because I'm so proud of what she wrote here because she's absolutely right. And it's, this kind of does uh, join in with the correlation between um, also not only the Torah portion, not only these three men, but also with the rabbi's conference. The rabbi's conference this past year was called Generation to Generation, Lador Vador. And I didn't tell my daughter that at all. And that right there is the Holy Spirit working through her to even make this connection now where she's talking about each of these men did what they did in the hope for their next generation. That's That blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. It's such a beautiful, beautiful thing that she wrote. And she's absolutely right. You know, God placed these men at certain times in history, you know, for such a time as that, right? Moses was needed during that time, even though he was a very reluctant to be used by Adonai. He said, I'm slow to speak. Who am I to speak on your behalf to these people who I've abandoned and who don't want anything to do with me either because they know I murdered someone? And, you know, Martha Luther King Jr., he was a pretty much unknown. <clears throat> he was, I mean, a relatively unknown minister of the middle class, Dexter Avenue Baptist Church. So it wasn't like he was a well-known speaker at this point. He just felt the call to do what was right. And what he knew to be right, which was in, in alignment with the word of God. Adonai is definitely against slavery. If you don't believe me, read the word, honestly. And Yeshua, no brainer, right? Because he is our savior. He is the son of God. He came for such a time as it was during the persecution of the Jewish people once again by the Romans. And even his people denied who he was at the time. They were looking for a warrior who would take down the Roman government. And that was not God's heart for them at the time. His heart was to save their everlasting souls, their souls so that they could actually live with him in harmony in heaven when they died. Because this is just, you know, a lot of people say this, this is just a, dropping off point. This is just the go between the real life truly begins when your life is, has ended. When you have chosen to walk your faith 
and your beliefs out on the, in on this earth and then you step out in faith believing that what you're doing is right because it lines up with the word of God and you know that God is calling you with a still small voice and he's calling you to do the right thing and I think that that call should definitely be now it's it's actually rather heartbreaking to watch where you know when when things were a problem for the African American community the Jewish people would step up in solidarity with them and vice versa and now today you're actually seeing that there is a divide there there is a the divide wherein they no longer want to come together in unity and you know Yeshua wants us all to be united through him but how are we to do that when we continuously try to find faults with one another and reasons to hate each other how can we do that how can we truly say that we are believers in messiah when we hate our brother and our sisters We need to go back to what Yeshua said. To love Adonai your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That is the greatest commandment. And the second is like unto the first. To love your neighbor as yourself. But if you cannot love God, you cannot love your neighbor. And it's so important for us to remember that in this time time. And place that we are each at, we were born for such a time as this, where there is you know, adversity, there is division, there are people all around us trying to divide us based on race, culture, sexual orientation, literally anything you think of, and there's somebody trying to divide us on it. And that's why we must come together in unity. Recognize that even though we are from different colors, creeds, nationalities, we are all the children of God, and he loves each and every one of us. And that we are called to be in unity together to help us to overcome what is going on in the world. I hope what I said today really made sense. And honestly, really didn't even hit me so hard until I read what my daughter wrote. And I was like, man, I just... These people in different parts of time and space that Adonai placed there for a purpose and a season... These people are just like us. Now, we're not like Yeshua, but Martin and Moses, absolutely. We are just like them. <clears throat> we are broken people attempting to do the will of Adonai in our lives. And we have to stand up and say, Get behind me, Hasatan, get behind me. Today, I choose to serve the Lord. No matter what circumstances I may face, no matter who may be hating on me in the moment, 
Thank you, Adonai, for this opportunity in this time, in this place. Teach me to love my neighbor. But even better than that, teach me, Lord, to love you. Because if I cannot love you, I cannot love my neighbor. <clears throat> now, as I do every single week, I, I end with the ironic benediction. Uh, the, the prayer that you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. I do ask for your forgiveness. I'm sure you've heard me kind of trying to catch this thing that's in my throat right now. Uh, so please bear with me as I attempt to sing the ironic benediction. Yivareka Kadonai, Vaishmareka. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. May you all have a blessed week, and hopefully you'll tune in again next week. Shavua Tov. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com, or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike the number three at protonmail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica Lacasse. There's a button on my anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. And remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.